Welcome to another edition of Irish Illustrated Insider, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. I'm TC and Jake. Our 99th show, the Brandon Newman Show. Uh, we'll start assigning numbers. Uh, so, fittingly, next week, post-Blue game, will be our 100th show. Um, then we're then we're screwed. We don't yeah, know what then we just have to stop. Say. We have to cancel the podcast. Um, <laughs> Welcome in, folks. People been asking for it, demanding it. They want our reaction to the big news of the day. What do we think about Dr. Oz declaring for the Senate race? We have, of course, here our Dr. Oz expert, Ben Muth. How you doing? I'm doing well, TC. Jake, uh, we'll go to you first. Uh, that he chose a party affiliation, a bit of a surprise, or you think that's chalk? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's obviously chalk, but I mean, I think the thing that's most troubling about it is I just feel for the people, I saw that uh, there's at least like four or five states, I think New York, Pennsylvania at least, that have uh, had to take the Doc's show off the air now that he's like declared you know, himself for political office. Ooh, it's a little bit of a hole in the schedule. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is, but I just feel for the people, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, because uh, you don't get to see it. Yeah, like, well, you could have a, the entire tri-state area just uh, just fall into ill health without the yeah. <laughs> Dr. Oz. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't, to be honest with you, I'm not really a huge fan of... Of Dr. Oz, <laughs> this is a bombshell. Well, I'm not a, huge, I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, when doctors get involved in politics or when politics get involved in doctors. When po- Really, the only exception I make is when uh, mayors of large cities have suggestions on how to fix college football. And that's the only <laughs> that's the only thing I will allow when it comes to cross pollination. Yeah, Ben, you you in Arizona have really missed out on Eric Johnson's level of involvement in the SMU football program. Uh, I I think that he was the one introducing Rhett Lashley. He was up at the podium. Uh, (laughs) Important for me to point out that the school that he's talking about is not located in the city that he is the mayor of. So I, I don't know where this ends, you know, like if, if the, uh, will he be at the press conference for Marcus Freeman? I guess we'll just have to find <laughs> out. Was, uh, wait, where is SMU located? Highland Park. Oh, is it Highland Park? I didn't realize Highland Park I was I thought it was University city. Park. No, uh, common misconception because uh, obviously it is a university, but University Park refers to the fact that uh, all of these street names are like Bryn Mawr and Harvard. That's... Not pretentious That's at all. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Park Cities, guys. I don't like them. Mark, Marcus Freeman, baby. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I you know, I, I, I just, I know that both of you were just so itching to kick me in the nuts. We don't have to start with the good news. I, I don't want to take away anything that you feel you have deserved. First of all, Tom, that's not what this is. We're here to support you. Yeah. Um, okay. That's all it's ever been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, come on, scissor lift. <laughs> First of all, for you to imply that I would take this moment <laughs> now, if, to yeah, make if, a shot like that. If you think either one of us are going to point out that he's headed to the area of the United States with the most common high wind occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> We would never. No, I. Never. Uh, I. Mike Reiner is often. Uh, he, 
at least once a year since Kelly's been hired, he has told me face to face that he's sure that Kelly would get fired for hitting a kid. <laughs> and uh, so I, I texted him whenever the news broke. It was just like, well, you know, didn't get fired. Um, and uh, he, he pointed out that uh, this, this is actually probably a great move because down there, Hitting a kid, not a fireable offense. No. <laughs> yeah. Just solid coaching. You're getting them yeah. fired up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess really, what are I mean, obviously, you know, Brian Kelly, very successful coach. Um, greatest coach in Notre Dame history. Won the most games. That's how we judge these things. Um, I quibble. Really. <laughs> I mean, I, I assume you were shocked when it happened. But, I mean, were you like, were you devastated? Were you like... How to replace that ball of charisma that is Brian Kelly? <laughs> or like what? So uh, the news started breaking while I was uh, in the middle of a, a grocery shopping run with the kid. And um, Jake, I'm sure you're well aware. That's a time when the nerves are frayed. I, I was really not in any position to receive any bad news whatsoever. So, yeah, dude, I was... I. I just felt like the world was coming down around me anyways after like the 200th time of yelling for the uh, Santa that's on top of the aisle. Like it's up on the aisle. It's not for sale. I don't, I don't even know. Like what does that even mean? Like yeah. it, it's not a toy. You can't but You would just look at it. Um, and th that's, that's the context under which I'm receiving this. So uh, yeah, dude, I was, uh, I, was, I was deeply broken in many ways. Um, it, it, it took some time to pull it back together, but here we are now. Yeah. And so I guess you've obviously moved to acceptance and you're fired up for, for Marcus Freeman, 35 years old, young and full of gumption. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, it, I mean, you know, one of the great things that I'm choosing to take from this is that while, of course, I do still uh, deeply appreciate Brian Kelly's contributions to the program, I'm not one of those kinds of people that's going to be, uh, you know, doing nothing but badmouth him or whatever. Um, the fact that I no longer personally have to feel invested in explaining, you know, that it was that kid's decision to go up in the lift uh, mm -hmm. is a great relief. So, uh, and, and just as far as... Uh, I, I just, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I, everyone always hates the Notre Dame head coach, certainly both of you. So I, I know you'll find your reasons, but uh, he just seems way fucking cooler. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's start with the fact, and, and I just learned about this gentleman <clears throat> in the last 15 minutes. I thought you were a football fan. Well, I, I quickly learned that, like, probably a big part of your uh, affinity for him and just identification with him was that he was drafted by the Bears in May of 2009 in, in the fifth round and waived in September of 2009. No, I was really kind of just emblematic of Chicago Bears football. Like he's <laughs> he's he's all you guys stand for is failed draft picks that don't even make the team their rookie year. And I think that that year there was something about we had traded away a lot of our picks. I think he was like their second or third like selection he's a fifth rounder but i remember it being he was a headlining part of the class it was like boy can't wait to get him in the camp feel like we really got something there didn't make it to the opener so i've been aware of who he is for quite a while and until last year i had a very negative opinion but i'm willing to overlook that <laughs> 
Now, By the way, that 2009 was the Cowboys special teams draft. Yeah, they had 12 <laughs> picks all in the seventh round. <laughs> yeah, they took David Beeler, who couldn't kick field goals. But he like shattered the combine bench press record yeah. for, for, for kickers. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Blew it away. Yeah. That's uh that's a distinction that uh, will definitely get you drafted by the Cowboys or the Raiders, I would imagine. So I guess DC, I mean the, I think the obvious comparison is, you know, successful DC um taking over the program after a very long time successful head coach. Um are are we getting shades of Bob Davy here? Is that what <laughs> I mean is that obviously what that's the fear. You know, like I'm, I'm hyped up about the hire, but and I mean, there's no hire that's perfect, right? Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, for years, I've been saying this Brian Kelly thing is going great, uh, and I just hope that we don't make the big mistake of thinking that one of his coordinators is ready to handle the job without having any previous head coaching experience, because Jesus Christ, what a tailspin that put us into last time. Um, but I, you got to evaluate each person on the merits. These kinds of moves have had great success across college football. Uh, certainly not at Notre Dame, but like, you know, um, Ryan Day, Lincoln Riley seems like they're going well. Uh, so, you know, and I mean, you could, Jimbo Fisher was, was that too, right? He'd never had yeah. any previous. Yeah. So, well, uh, well, yeah, I don't know if lower levels, but for sure he was not. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's a blueprint. People have done it. Um, His recruiting success, I am really, really excited about. Uh, You know, just we, I I feel great about where Notre Dame is. Um, Anyone who watched the uh, Notre Dame Stanford game knows that I I have every right to feel that way. Um, But, uh, you know, the the, the big missing piece as far as, you know, being able to win one of these college football playoff games uh, certainly seems to be having the kinds of athletes that the other teams have. And he's gotten commitments from some of those guys. So, uh, or, you know, guys who could potentially be those guys, the sorts of recruits who turn out to be Will Anderson and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's the primary thing I would be excited about with him is just that he could, of anyone in the Notre Dame universe of people that they could get or are on staff, uh, it seems like he is the one most likely to be able to convince uh, 17-year-olds that, uh, you know, the, the supremely talented ones uh, that, that they should play for him. So that's that's the path. That's the blueprint. I don't know that Bob Davey ever seemed like someone who recruits would be blown away by, but I guess that's all in retrospect, right? I'm sure he was uh, well-liked enough at the time. I don't know. I was seven or something, so I don't really remember. Yeah. I remember that Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> I certainly, <laughs> certainly remember that one. Did he recruit but, you, Ben? <laughs> Uh, you know what? Bob didn't recruit me, but um, his son went to my high school. Oh no, shit! Yeah, he he uh, he transferred in. It was I think it was right after he got fired from Notre Dame. Um, he moved out to Arizona to be a broadcaster for a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, his son went to uh, went to my high school. I never met him. He got there after I graduated, but um, oh, it was okay. a little fun. Bob Davy. I, I thought it was weird that he returned to the scene of the crime in Arizona. Um, I'm not sure I would move to my Waterloo if I'm fucking Bob Davy. I never want to see this town again. But, uh, you know, get on him for that. I guess, you know, I guess the other side of the coin is you probably have more intimate Brian Kelly knowledge than anyone on this uh, podcast right now. 
How do you like the fit at LSU? <laughs> uh, I hate it. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Does it seem to you like he's the kind of guy that's going to be able to walk into the various living rooms of Louisiana and get any other reaction than who's this uppity motherfucker? Yeah, like I know that's been like the common response and like I feel like for sh- I, I don't want to be racist, you know, and I don't want to be like uh, regionalist even, but I, I've spent a lot of time down there, you know. A Do they love people from Massachusetts? Well, it, yeah. well, let's just hit like the Massachusetts, Ohio, Illinois trifecta, like where I assume he spent pretty much his entire life. And dude, like even me, like the state next door, when I first started, you know, my, my wife's family's from there. My brother went to school there. It took me a little bit to like get it. <laughs> like – a little bit, you know, he's not going to be able to understand half the fucking people he's talking to, dude. And I'm not kidding. I, I wish like, so badly I could have video of like those first moments, like the first time that he yeah. meets like a, the cast of the water. The first boy, time he but they're drives into, into Thibodeau. <laughs> yes, dude. And meets with the high school football coach. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah, here's yeah. here's what I will say. Um, as far as the recruiting thing goes, I think LSU, maybe more so than any school in the country, um, the head coach is not responsible for a lot of the recruiting that gets done at that school. Um, I think people that are technically not affiliated with the program um, are the ones (laughs) that do a lot of the recruiting (laughs) at that school. And I think Uh that infrastructure will will remain in place. so I think that's certainly a positive on the recruiting side. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it stands out as an SEC school that has no other competition in state. You know, I mean, like even mm-hmm. Alabama, like Auburn does get some players every year. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Georgia's also like that. Um, Florida doesn't have any other SEC schools, but also Florida State and Miami do get some guys. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, the whole country tries to recruit Florida pretty hard. I think that LSU, as far as like a, a, a state that has a lot of talent, NFL talent uh, that has a, a monolithic state school that just vacuums up all of it. I think LSU mm-hmm. is one of the easier recruiting jobs in the country. Now it is like I, I don't know, the fact it's LSU does piss me off some extra for sure. Like I, I've just always thought that they have an outsized idea of what they ought to be. Uh, they're historically like they're not terrible. I don't want to like overstate this, but. Uh, it's laughable to me to think that their cumulative accomplishments are something like top five. Like they're struggle to be like top three of their conference on a regular basis, you know? Uh, and I mean, it's a hard conference, but whatever, you know? Like, they struggle to be top three in their division. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good job, but yeah, that, that's, that's a large thing. That's a real fucking thorn in my side. In my opinion, it's not, I, I, I don't see that, uh, like they're both really great jobs, Notre Dame and LSU. It's not. I. I. It's crazy to me that there's a single person who's not from Louisiana that thinks that LSU is a better job, and the fact that the former, the, the all-time wins leader at Notre Dame thinks so is uh, is something I'm going to have a hard time getting around. <laughs> that that a rude awakening for you, buddy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fucking tough. Yeah. Uh, do you think he? You think he was at that Music City Bowl and was like, fuck. Grass looks awful green over there. I know we're winning, but <laughs> that's the thing, dude. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you know, sure. What he's gonna have a great time. Uh, what do you want to put on? Who's got the better record over the next three years? 
Ooh. Ooh. I, I think I would take Notre Dame in that, but I, here's what I will say for the LSU job is like once Ed Orgeron wins a national title there, I do get looking over there and be like, I got to be better than that fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got it. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I get that line of thinking. No, and I mean, Kelly's uh, coached against Ozron head-to-head and uh, I believe is undefeated. You know, he was he was the interim at USC in 2013, and uh, I don't think he was the head coach for that Music City Bowl. I'm pretty sure it was Les Miles, but then uh, Citrus Bowl, uh, we beat Ozron. Um, yeah, but I, you know, that's another thing about LSU that kind of pisses me off was like that, that team of course was amazing. Um, but a lot of weird shit happened. Like taking Ohio state's table scraps who had sucked the year before at LSU, uh, Joe Burrow and just having him turn into someone that people just couldn't touch. Uh, I, I don't know that that's like something I want to deeply credit them for. It just seems like they got really yeah. lucky. The, uh, well, yeah. I will say, I think we're as we're watching in the NFL, like having Jamar Chase and Justin Je- Jefferson, like that seems to have been a lot more of that magic stew. Than, yeah, um, yeah, and he recruited them. Like, yeah, and like those, like those might be like two of the best. Those might be the two best receivers in the NFL under the age of twenty four or whatever. So to have both those guys and a quarterback who, you know, I'm not a huge Joe Burrow guy in the NFL, but who's like not bad as an nfl starter he's doing like, well right yeah i mean he's having a night he just you know he's one of those guys that's like if you watch him play i mean he's like my least favorite kind of quarterback like not a big arm guy and so like you know and he gets like a lot of scrappiness like <laughs> color commentators really love the leadership and the intangibles with them i'm not a big intangibles guy for my <laughs> quarterback ironically <laughs> enough um so i get a little frustrated watching him play but like like Jamar Chase, that guy's good. Justin Jefferson, that guy's good. If you like a strong arm but light on intangibles, uh, the Josh Rosen experience sounds like it'd be perfect for you. <laughs> that was um, that was a different thing. Oh, I did want to... Um, I know I sent it to you, but less than a block from my house, there is a mural of Josh Rosen that's still up. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's from the, the NFL from draft. The like whenever oh, yeah. they would have the B-roll of the – whenever the draft was in Arlington, they would, you know, come back from break with look at this. Like I, I'm sure it was the league itself like paid someone a bunch of money to put it on the wall next to fucking good records. And it's still there. Like most of it's down. Like I, I think that it was all the quarterbacks at one point. Now it's just like fucking a bunch of shit and just Josh Rosen. <laughs> in UCLA gear? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's four teams ago. It rules. <laughs> real, real quick before you get to what you were going to get to, Ben. Uh, it's Jefferson. It's Chase. And I think the jury's out on like exactly how prolific this dude's going to be. But they got Joe Brady out of like the room that was so low rent that my brother was working in it to start his career and made him the O.C., I mean that's a that's that's what it, I mean. Bray, uh, Burrow was there the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, With, I will uh, say Brady yeah. was not the OC. He was the passing game coordinator. Who was the OC? Steve Ensminger. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no one really believes he was calling plays, which no. I get because that seems to be would have been yeah, hard in that semi, anyways. You know, although Joe Brady hasn't blown me away in Carolina. Now I know. No, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, that's only you know. <laughs> You're only going to blow someone away so much with Sam Darnold and, um, you know, God, Teddy Bridgewater at QB in the NFL. But it's not like 
he's been such a revelation where I'm willing. I mean, I really think it was just they had like two top five receivers and then probably a bunch of other guys that were really good. Yeah, and Thad just, Moss. Yeah, yeah, Thad Moss. Um, it was just good for them. Good for them. I will say that I got I got to tip my cap to the sixty five year old Catholic school dropouts that make up Notre Dame's fan base. They have handled their coaching coach departing much better than uh, than Oklahoma has. I feel Jesus like that's Christ. so. I feel like I, that's I, so. Yeah, yeah. I which mean, which almost which doesn't really make sense because again. All you like, I'm pretty sure if you're not from Texas, basically if you're not from the South, you want to coach at Notre Dame one day. Well, let's just say if you're from the Midwest or the Northeast, right? Mm-hmm. Like the hearth of football. I feel like all those guys grow up jacking off about Rudy. Yeah. And so like and Oklahoma's not that school. Like Oklahoma's obviously had like a ton of success in the past, recently and in the past, but I don't feel like Oklahoma should be uh, reacting with such a why would anyone ever want to leave this place uh, tone, and it's been quite fun to watch. Yeah, I, I had a great time with those jokes until uh, Monday night. Um, <laughs> Text threads seemed to pipe down a little bit because you were you were fucking hot. I mean, it, you were at like a twenty a day clip with college football jokes. I had and to take shit. a break. <laughs> I uh, I haven't I haven't reached out to him to uh, say this directly. But I, I really took a long look at myself and some of the things I had said to KJ about Sonny Dykes leaving for TCU. Boy, you and had a... <laughs> I feel like I really didn't uh, treat that with the, the, the kind of delicacy that I would have hoped for in return. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know you're down bad when today... <clears throat> and I mean, dude, it's been a great week. It's just been a great week for social media. You know, this is like... If we're not going to have Trump, we need one of these like every month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like something like this. And <laughs> the nerd who went through and took uh, Lincoln's reported salary at USC <laughs> and what he was making in Norman. Oh, yeah. And like did the taxes. It's and not a nerd, of- dude. I mean, it is a nerd. It's an actual like state official. Yeah, oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he's part of like-, like the Oklahoma tax office or something like that. Yeah, and it's like he was like, uh, you know, he's actually, it's actually, uh, he's going to be making less to live out there than what he was making here. And I'm like, bro, I don't think this says what you think it does. <laughs> <laughs> like, it says that it sucks. So I don't bad, care about dude. the money. Get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> How much less? Two million bucks? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my car. Done. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll, take, I'll, I'll tip you. I don't care. Just, just get me out of here. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you know, to my earlier point, I, I think that Oklahoma is, has a much more impressive program resume over history than LSU. I, I would say, like, you know, it's, it's two different conversations of, like, which is, like, the better job as far as just being able to get talent in right now and having support and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, that's not really what I'm talking about. Uh, you know, and, like, I care – I understand that, like, recruits don't care about, like, uh, how good you were in the 30s and 40s. But I understand that Notre Dame fans care very much <laughs> about such things. <laughs> I mean, you know, just as a fan of history, you know. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah. I, I, I do think, like, I, I am interested in the question of over the course of their existence, which athletic departments have done the best. And I would say that I have a deep and abiding respect for the, what Oklahoma does. And LSU seems to just kind of, I mean, given the talent level, I think that they should have much more accomplishments than what they do. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't know, dude. They're, but they're playing big boy football and Oklahoma's not. I mean, Oklahoma, it's awesome. Like, it's fun. You're going to go to the playoff, but... Right I mean, now, I yeah, but like it's... Yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I don't know that... Like, the SEC in general has... Oh, like, over the course of... Yeah, I mean, 50 years ago, it just was not that big of a conference. Like, the Big Ten was a much bigger deal, and Oklahoma and Nebraska, you know, that that was such a bigger deal than Alabama. 20 years LSU. ago, it yeah. wasn't that big of a conference. Yeah, um, so yeah, I don't know. All this shit's kind of irrelevant to who who do you who are you going to get to coach right now? But um, it still chaps my ass to see you know our coach get poached by one of these fucking nouveau riche douchebags. <laughs> oh, I do like that you are an old money guy when it comes Absolutely. to college sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mister Redistribute Wealth. Yeah, that really to level the entire money. economy with, with a fucking Kalishnikov in his hand, and he's like, but just think of the way it used to be. Yeah, yeah what about right. our traditions? You know, we just we worked harder. We earned it. Yeah. 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 It was, you know, who, so who cares if it was handed down to us? Dude, no, it wasn't. We're, Guy we're wants the, a 99% inheritance tax. And we're the job <laughs> creators. <laughs> Did you guys see, have you guys seen the, uh, I'm sure you have, the, the uh, OU defensive back recruiting story? Yes. Very God good. Damn it. I love it so much. I don't know if I have. Okay, so their DB coach, who's still on staff at Oklahoma, like he's not been brought over yet. Grinch was brought over, a receivers coach, Beaten and like an, op, an ops and a, uh, a like director of sports performance guy have already been introduced at USC. Yeah. So this kid from is it Mater Day or Mater Die? Modern Day, Mater Modern Die. Modern Day in LA. Modern yeah. Day. Modern Day, who is producing all these top tier dude? I looked at their schedule. And I had forgotten that in week one, they beat Duncanville 45 to three. Yeah. Duncanville. And we'll see plays, if Marcus Freeman can hold on to CJ Williams, folks. Is, where's he from? Modern day. Okay. Oh. So the number two, uh, well, I, I think he's the number one safety, is a modern day kid, 2023. And he had narrowed down, I think it was USC and Alabama already. He gave an interview with 24-7 that they posted yesterday. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty great. Like Lincoln Riley's been blowing up my phone. Uh, you know, Coach Grinch has reached out. He says he's going to be coming soon. And, uh, you know, the uh, the defensive backs coach, I'll just get his name right here, uh, Roy Manning. He's like, and, uh, you know, Coach Manning, who used to be the DB coach at OU, you know, he's been blowing up my phone as well. Um, yeah, well, the problem with that is that uh -oh. Roy Manning is recruiting with Bob Stoops right now. Oh, like no. The, the same day that that interview was posted, there were like five recruits in the state of Texas and the state of Oklahoma that were like, you know, thanks at Coach Stoops, at Coach Manning for the in-home visit today. It's <laughs> like... On the trail with a with a Sooner polo on while he's texting this kid in L.A. And the kid in L.A. was never considering OU. 
Mm. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> you ever think about just how unstable it is? Like, I thought this a little bit when my brother was getting recruited, and that was when it was a way different version. That, like, 16-year-olds have cell phones and, like, reporters call them and, like, ask them questions, and they're just like, yeah, fuck, whatever. What do you want to know? Like, that's so unstable, dude. Yeah, I absolutely. Was, uh, no one no one above the age of 18 should be allowed to talk to anyone under the age of 18. Like, Yeah, right? A hundred percent. I was having drinks with a, with a coach and uh, he's like, you know, I haven't seen the guy in a while and he's just fucking on his phone all night. And I'm like, dude, like what, you know, what the fuck? He's like, oh, I'm texting recruits. It's a, it's a live period. This guy was, you know, like when they're like in season, he'd said he'd, he'd send between like 400 and 500 texts a day. 16 year old dudes like that was his job i was like that sounds like the worst fucking job in america (laughs) and he was you know power five school good job and i was just like that sounds so fucking miserable (laughs) like he's having to like hit him with hey fam (laughs) yeah yeah, like hey fam like fire bro i just can't even like think about and they're not all like plan a guys you know a lot of them are probably guys that are like fuck we got to fill out this class if we lose this guy and this guy and yeah. you still got to text that guy fucking 30 times a day <laughs> like uh. that those are the ones that really got to kill you <laughs> so did, did you have any uh like 40 year old men uh emailing you whenever you were uh 15 or whatever ben no so i got Just trying I mean, to get a quote I was i was getting recruited like Right. Oh, I mean, I did have, you know, like the rivals guy call me after I committed, but mm-hmm. like I didn't, you know, I didn't have a cell phone till my senior year. So I was like already committed before I ever had a cell phone. And like, you know, text messages used to cost 99 cents. So no one fucking text messaged. And I don't think I had an email <laughs> in high school. So yeah, like I really didn't have to deal with any of this. And we're all so th- old. Yeah, I know. And I thought recruiting was too much. Like, you know, because like for like the two weeks that they could call you, you'd get like, you know, you'd get like, five, 10 calls a day. And you're just like, this is like fucking terrible. Like, what am I like? This is awful. I committed early. So at least some people would quit calling me. Like this was not fun. So I can't, I mean, I guess some kids get off on it, but like, God, it seems brutal to have to like, if I'm a 16 year old dude, I don't want to text this 40 year old man all fucking day. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not there, going to, I'm not going to Louisiana tech. Quit blowing me up. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a, uh, a story. One of the beat writers told where, uh, a Notre Dame, like they had the commit sewn up, but mm-hmm. someone like a, a journalist from his area got in contact with one of the Notre Dame guys. It was like, uh, Hey, He's coming to the school, but only if you stop. Like the coach was just too much like up his ass. He was like, I I don't I don't want to like be around this guy. He just won't <laughs> fucking leave me alone. Um and so they, they they did end up getting him, but uh yeah, just had to stop texting him. Stop sending me shitty memes or I'm not coming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't like lolcats. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the Oklahoma stuff, I, I don't know. I'm not like, I, I do. I, I went from laughing at them quite a bit to, uh, real, you know, quiet. They're the only people that understand me now. I've, I've <laughs> talked to two Oklahoma fans today and, uh, you know, we're, we're all just like matching the tone of like, yeah, man, I, you know, I just, I didn't see it coming. Um, so I, I don't want to, uh, to continue poking them, but just as, as an honest observation of the situation, 
that one seems way messier and more fucked up. Like that that kind of stuff of like the guy that's still under the employee of the school blowing up the phone of the recruit for no, like trying to get him to go to another school. Um, we've uh, I, I don't you know I don't know I, I you guys can uh, can chuckle at me for my earnestness here, but I've I've uh, I've just loved the the all all the key people it appears at Notre Dame or not appears like it's wrapped up will stay like the the strength coach gave a, a talk to the team that was on the the school's Twitter account and then uh, Tommy Reese gave a similar talk and then um, whenever they posted that he retweeted it with the uh, Wolf of Wall Street I'm not leaving GIF and I didn't cry but I felt like that <laughs> it was it's a special moment I think. So Brian Kelly is just like the world's biggest prick. What That's learning. what I was going to say. Yeah, nobody wants to be around him. Because the, the reporting was very clear that his top priority was to take both of the coordinators with him. And both mm-hmm. of them, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, you know, like I said, it's great to no longer have to actively defend. Like, yeah, it, 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 you can either see it that way or you can see that he's the only one that doesn't get the special mystique that we have. The coordinators understand it. That's right. That's right. That's right. I did watch the four-minute speech he gave to the team. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you like that? Which also felt weird because, like, I mean, it's a different situation because it's not as like, hey, whoa, you're fucking – you're breaking up the the player code here like it was with Texas. But I still felt weird that was recorded. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Of all the things that uh, concern me about the school going forward, yeah, dude, you cannot have a fucking player leaking to the media what the coach says. Like in a team, like in a meeting. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Dudes are just going to be recording like their exit interviews at the end of the season and just like posting them. Yeah, can't fucking have it. Almost need the Dave Chappelle phone in the bag bit. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't know, like it felt weird watching it too because like, just because one kid recorded it and posted it, that doesn't mean that like every kid in there wanted that out there. Because yeah. like that was a pretty bummer moment. Like just, you can f- almost feel it in the room by watching it, and the fact that when he walks out, they all just sit there. Like I was genuinely wondering, like, are they? Is anybody gonna clap? <laughs> <laughs> like for, for for what? Just like that. That's like a natural reaction, you know. Like when someone wraps up a speech, you just are like, all right, well, sure. But they all just sit there, and then nerd ad comes back over and he's like all right boys what's next yeah there he is the biggest nerd uh (laughs) there was like one player that that tweeted out like you know when i tore my achilles the second time like coach came in the tent and like you know he fucking cried with me and told me how much like so there was that but it's it was that was notable because no one else was saying anything similar you know and like just to see the way that they have reacted to uh, trying to lobby that Freeman get the job and then excited once he did. Um, it, it just, it stands out how much more they seem to have an emotional tie to him than they do to Kelly. Like, I I think he's a great coach. I suspect that he will probably do all right at LSU. I'm not guaranteeing championships. And in fact, I am guaranteeing worse record than Notre Dame over the next three seasons. But, uh, you know, so it's... Guaranteeing, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll figure this out. But... Uh, you know, I don't, whatever talents he has, I don't think it's like stunning personality. I did, uh, I did talk to him once for like five seconds, um, and I've I've been thinking about the interaction a good amount because it was there was a, a recruit that I like. I had the opportunity to ask him one question, and I don't know. I, I guess in that situation, it's hard. Like, there's never going to be a question where it feels like, boy, that was an excellent one. 
Um, but there was a recruit, the receiver that was on the team that uh, I thought was going to be hot shit coming in that wasn't playing at all. So I just asked him, so, you know, what's going on there? Is he going to be good? And When uh, was this? Uh, it was whenever we were living at the house on Orem. So it was 2011. Um, How did this come up? Uh, one of the Notre Dame Club of Dallas people is a P1. And so, oh, okay. Yeah, so Kelly came to speak to the uh, the Notre Dame Club of Dallas, and I I went and you know sat through his speech, and then or I guess it was beforehand that uh, I there was press availability. It was me and one other person from uh, the Catholic station, the Catholic radio station. We were the two. Yeah. Dude, media. so you telling me you went to one of these deals with like a uh, a big big time head coach hire and like where everybody else just like gets out knee pads and you were like why isn't this kid playing more well it was a brief availability like it was before the event it's not like i stood up in front of everyone who's like again i got a question it was we were in a room with it with me and the the lady from the catholic okay, radio let me make station it worse. during the cocktail hour you asked him why a kid wasn't playing more? no it wasn't i mean maybe other people were having cocktails the only people in the room were me him a representative of the uh, the club who was like, you know, they're guiding him around or whatever. And uh, the other reporter, it was like it was press availability. Like, okay. like it was a, it was a separate <laughs> press Wait, So there space. was two people at the press conference and you only were allowed one question. I mean, it, <laughs> because there were two people, they weren't like blocking out a big opportunity for the press. It was kind of <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, well, we've got two. So let's spend two fucking seconds on this. Let's and give them one each. You, would think, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, maybe give you five questions or did the, did the Catholic station get more questions? <laughs> no, I, you know, I'm did not even sure that they you? asked the question. Um, I think that I just kind of stammered a little bit. And then uh, then he was like, all right, I'm leaving this room now. Was um, she big on the move to the 3-4 that offseason? <laughs> she took up all the time with that questioning. <laughs> no, uh, but I he, – like – he he gave such a like I've heard him give the same canned response like since of like uh yeah you know we're uh, we're gonna need him this year that was the full extent of what he gave uh, that kid never played a snap like wow <laughs> um so I just looking back on it it's like it was it was amazing because you know he I I'm sure I was primed to feel the same way but I it was like you know, boy, he's really giving me the scoop. It just, it was an insight into what kind of total psychopaths like this job demands, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Obviously, uh, Jim Harbaugh seems to have a similar feel, not the exact same way. Jim seems like he's pretty authentically Jim all the time. But like, my point is that none of them are regular humans. They're not like you and I. Uh, and the way in which he was not like you and I is that like, you know, it, his ability, like I, I've been rewatching Succession, and that uh, the the scene where Rhea is uh, is talking to uh, Brian Cox to Logan, um, and is like, you know, it's it's like a superpower. I know you're lying to me, but it feels convincing. I, he's got a lot of that, you know. <laughs> um, and I, I guess that's what it takes to succeed. They specialize in compartmentalization. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to. You have to. Yeah. Also, like. Uh, was it the most Notre Dame thing ever or just on the list that some photographer had a photo of Kelly giving the bird and he's like, God, I have to sit on this. Like this could end him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll embarrass the school, dude. Right. And, and, Can't have and, it. 
seven years later he releases it like it's the fucking trump like it's the trump piss tape yes (laughs) it's not edited yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) oh shit yeah but so back to the lincoln thing real quick yeah i mean let's talk about that i mean i Obviously, it was hilarious that they flipped Malachi in two days. That was easy to see coming. <laughs> and that's another thing is I, I would be devastated if our classes fell apart. We've already lost a safety, but it seems it really feels like every single member of OU's class is going to go to USC instead. Would you guys agree with that? I mean, everyone that is like not like his USC staff was looking uh, class was looking decent already. So I'm sure they're just going to basically take the best players from each class and that's going to be their new class. <laughs> and it's just Yeah. It's going to be pretty it's going to be a pretty strong one. Yeah, no as the guy who cheers for a team that has USC on the schedule every year, I'm not scared, you know. Marcus is uh he's going to get the boys going and we're starting from a better position than them, but Jesus Christ, it's not going to be an easy game. I think he's going to fucking I think I think Lincoln's going to win a lot. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I mean, it's I think it's a good fit. Like the style of football he wants to play is going to be very conducive to the kind of kids that want to go to USC. Um, it's it seems like a very good match. Um, you know, Clay Helton hasn't been losing because he hasn't been able to get good kids in. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think Lincoln's probably going to be better than that, just because he's going to be like, shit, look at look at all these guys. I won Heisman's and got drafted one overall, and. And all that good stuff. It's yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm a little nervous as a Stanford fan. It was nice to beat USC, you know, more than we lost to them, um, as I as I've gotten used to over the last you know 15 or so years. But you know, starting with uh, 07, baby. It's starting with 07. A rising tide lifts all boats. Hopefully, um, that you know what forces was the uh, everyone in the conference. What did your teammate yeah. tell the student reporter when you're getting off the plane? When you upset <laughs> We're them? a bunch of sick fucks. <laughs> We're a bunch of sick fucks. <laughs> We're a bunch of sick fucks. Um, I'm not sure if the current team. I mean, I, I'm still a sick fuck because I watched every game they played this year. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking dogs were quitting on us. But um, yeah, I'm not sure how sick fuck they are. But you know, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'll tell you who I'd, I'm. If I was, I'd be really nervous if I was, and I might be looking to see if I could go home uh, to my alma mater is uh, if I was old Super Mario because he's uh, been making a lot of his waves off beating USC for some California kids recently. And, um, you know, he's not exactly coaching them up. He's just, you know, he's just out recruiting them at this point. And I'd be very nervous about being about that continuing if I was him. And if uh, Miami came calling I might uh I might answer that phone if I'm if I'm Super Mario. So how, how do you balance? I mean, I know in the past, like yeah, I've I've kind of tried to uh, you know sh- uh, bond over our shared hatred of USC, and, and you more or less, and I think probably correctly, have the sense that the respect of the conference kind of comes and goes with them. So I'm surprised to hear you say uh, you know that you're you're worried about Stanford's record against them is the first thing that comes up. I, it, it seems to me like this is a giant fucking deal for just conference respectability. 
Yeah, I mean it is, but I'd rather Stanford win a shitty conference every year than lose the USC. Like I'd rather the Pac-12 be kind of a joke and Stanford win it every year. Yeah, than uh, you know Stanford to go eight and four and lose to USC every year. But everyone's like, well, fuck you! Like they're going eight and four in the Pac-12. That that's still a top twenty-five team. Fuck that! I want to beat everyone on the schedule. <laughs> that's way did we more have, fun. Did we have Harbaugh, Carroll, and Kelly all? That was all at the same time for a few years, right? Correct. Man. And we got the handshake. But what's this guy's yeah. deal? Was Leach yeah. ever in there with them? No way, right? No, no. No, yeah, no. Leach yeah. was never in there with Harbs. Yeah. Um, the other thing about uh, the, the Kelly deal, I, I, I don't uh, – just anyone trying to understand what's going on here, I, I think that Scott Woodward plays a very large role in it. I, I am supremely impressed with his last several football coaching hires. He was at Washington whenever they talked Chris Peterson into leaving Boise State for there. Uh, he's the guy who hired Jimbo Fisher away from Florida State when he was at A&M and now has done this with Kelly. And Kelly, you know, I mean, of course, uh, cited the working relationship with the AD as a major. And I mean, he's always kind of been reported to not really like our giant nerd, Jack Swarbrick. Um, so I, I don't know, man. It, it's I don't know of like three, like aren't those kind of the big surprise coaching hire like obviously the lincoln riley one is way up there but you know scott woodward can't hire two uh impressive coaches in one offseason he only works at one school um yeah i mean like getting guys away like the jimbo one was so singular like it's the only time that something like has happened twice in one fucking weekend now uh it's the only time i can think of it happening before then it just seems like this is a i mean everyone has said this but we're in a really weird fucking time. This shit just doesn't happen. And unprecedented for, times. Yeah. Uncharted. And, unprecedented. Yeah. And, unprecedented uncharted. You know, we've had three three that I would say, you know, like supreme like top job college guys uh have their coaches poached. And Woodward's been involved in two of them. Uh that that seems like a one explanation, right? Some part of what's going on here is just that he seems uniquely able to recruit people. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely there's definitely something to that. Um, he's you know he's a big game hunter. He's uh, he, he brings them in. The Jimbo thing was awesome just because of the Christmas tree. Yeah, like, that is the all time like greatest college football message board moment. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and this is uh, I think the case was that I think Jimbo was kind of crossways with Florida State administration too. Yeah. No, yeah. happy so coaches like, don't leave, which is why it's weird that Lincoln did. That's what I was going to say. That one's completely different because their AD is very highly thought of. Uh, as, I don't know. Like I should, if, You only know an AD's name for like they're either really, really highly thought of or really, really poorly thought of. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's pretty much – or they're sold to uh, they're sold to us. As the funniest guy. As the, the funniest <laughs> AD. I don't know if you've ever heard that story, Ben. I have not heard about the funniest AD. It was back when I was running the board for Bob and Dan and Tom Gribble was producing. And they were doing a show out at Eamon Carter. Like it was a, a road show. I think the TCU either had a Thursday or a Friday game. And the school – I've been through this a million times too. The school always wants the AD on. And it's like, dude, find me like five other like jobs that – draw less interesting people than athletic director <laughs> and you're just like ah, i just don't know if we can fit it in today but you feel like an obligation to the school to to maybe try mm-hmm. 
And uh, this is when Del Conte was the TCU AD. And Gribble, like, said to Bob and Dan, he's like, dude, I don't know. Like, I think this guy's, like, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they had yeah, him on. And you tell and the two I, of them that. Like, unless it's yeah. Louis fucking CK walking in the door, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and so they ha- I remember, though, they had him on. And I, like, cut up all the comments he made and, like, put laugh tracks. <laughs> <on me. laughs> Like it's Christelle Conti <laughs> at Hyenas this weekend. Yeah, no, he was pushing that line. He's really funny. I've heard a couple other interviews yeah. with him. You'll, you guys are gonna He's love funny. This. Yeah, you guys, you guys are gonna love him. It's, it was, it was this or his next Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Jake, I know you listen to every bizarre religiously. You saw that. Tom would typically come in unprepared, not prepare a lot of material, all that stuff. I usually. Came up with a number of very popular bits under the fupa. Is Notre Dame back? All all winners. Um, so for the next for this next bit um, that I think you guys might want to steal, it's it's called winners and losers. Um, it's, it's, I think it could be good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So of the coaching carousel, um, my first winner is uh, UTSA. Lock their coach up to a big extension. He's really got them going down there. I think I saw that they've sold 40,000 tickets to the um, to the conference title game. So uh, big winners. Big um, winners, UTSA. <laughs> UTSA. That weekend, just huge. they got to be feeling all the great vibes right yeah. now. Uh-huh. Didn't lose their coach. Um, <laughs> losers. Um, the spirits of Lizzie Seberg and Declan Sullivan, whose <laughs> sacrifice um, – did not come to, you know, did not end in the football championship for Notre Dame for Brian Kelly. Felt like they gave up a lot for that um, to, to, to march down that. And um, for that to end short of their ultimate goal, um, they are my big losers of the college cup, their, their spirits. So GC yeah, does not look pleased with this. I lost the connection just as uh, you were starting to say lit. So I'm just going to assume that it wasn't something I'd be offended by. Everyone's been a part of this one. I'm TC and Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, so, we're gonna, we're gonna I definitely don't know what the rest of those words were. <laughs> so those were, those were winners and losers of the college football carousel. All right. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Shout out to Lizzie and Declan, and uh, we'll talk to Ben again soon.